Hey, it's Christy. Welcome to Do The Work. Today and every day, we'll talk about things that really matter. You, your thoughts, your feelings, your experiences. We'll discuss what emotional work looks, sounds, and feels like in our day-to-day lives. Relationships are what matter most, and they can be complicated. If you'd like a better connection with yourself, with others, and with your God, you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Welcome back to Do The Work. I'm so happy to have Cicely Fenton with me today on the podcast. I got to know Cicely, um, has it been a year or two, Cicely? I can't remember how long it's been, but a year or two. (laughs) Anyway, so happy to have you here, Cicely. And I'd love you to just share a little bit about you and then we'll get right into a discussion. Okay. I'm Cicely Fenton, like Christy said. I'm from Heber City, Utah, and I just, I recently got home from a mission in Alaska. I'm the second of four kids. I love anything outside. I love pickleball. I love hunting and fishing with my family, and I love Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm just happy to be on here with Uh, I'm so glad you're here. You didn't tell that you, what are you doing with goats? Your family does what with goats? Oh, yes. We're showing goats right now. So we we got a couple goats and we go around the state and show them off, show their muscles off and try yeah. to win some Show prizes. their muscles off? Is that what you're showing? Yeah. It's like, it's like the confirmation of the goat. <laughs> oh, I love that. I didn't know you were showing their muscles off. That's fantastic, <laughs> Cicely. <laughs> I like a picture of Charlotte's Web and like most fantastic pig, but it sounds like you're in the goat category. That oh, is really cool. So you do that with your siblings and your parents? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a good bonding experience. That's so neat. That's awesome. Cicely, you're at school now, and um, but you mentioned that you were serving a mission. And I have... I work with missionaries at times when they're on their missions, when they have struggles and are uh, feeling anxious or depressed in different ways. And so I would just jump on a Zoom call or a phone call and I've worked with them. I wanted to talk with you today. We could talk about a lot of topics and we may get to a lot of topics today. You and I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So for those who are listening that don't understand what we're talking about when Cicely says she went on the mission. Um, in our church, you you say that you're willing to go and serve for a, a period of time, and you are called to uh, any place in the world, really, many, many places in the world, and you go and serve. You leave your family. You leave lots of things that you're used to. Sometimes you're uh, the food that you're used to, the language that you're used to, the bed that you're used to, the friends. I mean, you leave you leave a lot to go and serve other people and to teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful thing. And there's a lot of things that when someone leaves to go on a mission that they have no idea what's coming, right? I actually, my my son said, Hey, are you receiving? I have a niece that's on a mission right now. And I said, no, I don't. somehow I'm not on her email list. My bad. I have to get on it. 
anyway, he said, I just was laughing because she said she had referenced her older sister and said, now I understand why her older sister wished that she'd get bit, bit by a dog that had rabies so that she could come home and feel, <laughs> you know, just that, like that was her way of describing like, this is so much harder than I had any idea that it would be. So I thought, you know, we're at a time I've been seeing on social media, lots of people, I, you know, receiving mission calls to di- all different places in the world. And I wanted to have a conversation with you. For someone to assume missions are amazing because every day is amazing is not accurate. Is that accurate? Yes, you're correct. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Tell me, tell me your thoughts about that. What makes a mission hard? What makes a mission, let's start with what makes a mission great. Yeah, I loved my mission. Christy knows it was hard for me. It was the hardest thing I've ever done, but the most rewarding and just holy thing that I've ever done. It was really, I served in Alaska and it was, it's just a sacred place for me. There's many things that make a mission awesome. I came to know Jesus Christ and my father in heaven for myself. And my relationship with them now is, it's what carries me through my life. And I don't know that I would have taken the time to get to know them if I hadn't served a mission. So I, I would recommend a mission to anybody just for that reason alone. The people that you meet influence your life in such a, such a special way. I met so many people that I I know I needed to meet and they changed my perspective on a lot of things and just helped me grow. So I loved, I love the people of Alaska so much. I learned a lot about myself. I learned that I love to teach I love to learn and study the scriptures. I I learned what the voice of the spirit sounds like. I can't I can't even begin to share all the amazing blessings that came from yeah. mission. I learned yeah. communication skills, how to work with different people. It was awesome. Really, really good. Awesome. And like you said, there's lots of hard things too. Do you want me to share the hard things right now? I do. I want I okay. want you to share some of the hard things. Yeah. I love my family a lot. So I was homesick for pretty much my whole mission. I wouldn't say that it like I could go out and and work and be fine, but there were days that I I really miss my family even a year, 15 months in into my 18-month mission. So that was hard for me. I imagined a mission to be like you said just going out and talking about Jesus Christ and sharing about the Book of Mormon and how God has called a prophet to the earth and just all these I imagine it to just be like a movie and it's not. <laughs> I, I, I struggled a lot with uh, feeling inadequate, feeling like I wasn't doing enough, being obedient enough, um, wasn't worthy enough. That's why I wasn't seeing success or miracles. And that was hard for me. It was hard for me to be with a companion 24 seven that, wasn't kind to me or that maybe we didn't get along and then feeling the pressure of, Oh, if you don't get along with your companion, you're not going to have the spirit. You're not going to be able to teach with the spirit. That was hard because I didn't always know how to get along with my companion perfectly. Yeah. 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 Well, one thing, can I just say this one thing before you go on a mission, if you have friends that you don't get along with, 
it's like, see you later, right? And <laughs> we're not, yeah. we're not practiced at learning how to see and hear and love another individual 24 seven all the time. We're, we're practiced at saying, is, does this work? Are we having fun? Okay. We're not, I'm out, you know, and we're not conscious of it. We just think like, oh yeah, we're not really good friends. We're not, we don't have a lot in common, so we're not that close, but missions bring this space where, no, you get to, you get to keep trying, try. Okay. Try again. Keep trying, you know, yes. try again. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I cut you off. Did you have no. any, another one you wanted to share? That That's exactly right. A lot of time on your knees praying for patience and love. <laughs> yeah. So, and and Cicely, I would say praying for patience and love. And also, hopefully you're learning new skills to learn how to love. And, you know, sometimes we think love means we just, there's never any conflict. There's never any pain in this relationship. And that's not true. That's not true at all. Love, love can encapsulate all kinds of emotions and feelings. And when we have a, a belief about what love means or what this should look like, that can, it can go south pretty fast. It can, that can feel very hard. Yes. That's so good. And I think that's what meeting with you really helped me with is understanding that sometimes in, in church culture, I think we think, oh, just forgive. Oh, just have more patience, have more charity, have more humility. But there are times when you can communicate too. And it's like you said, it's okay if it's not just a perfect smooth sailing. No. Yeah. We are different people. And, and then someone puts you together with someone who could be completely opposite of you and learning to love and see people for who they really are instead of who I want them to be is a skill that you get to learn while you're on your mission for sure, or get married or whatever. There's a lot of ways we can learn those skills, but yeah. You mentioned that some of the time you didn't feel like you were righteous enough or doing the right things. Will you share that again? Let's get into that just a little bit. Cause we have these young kids and this applies actually, if you're a senior missionary, this applies if you're going on a, a humanitarian trip, this uh, in any way, these feelings can come in and really affect our experiences. So will you share that again? Yeah. Yeah. I, my whole life, it's just kind of been, oh, Cicely's a perfectionist. I like to, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it the right way the first time. Mm -hmm. I don't like to mess up. Mm -hmm. And so it, I feel like throughout my life, I haven't really tried as many things as I could have because I didn't want to be bad at it. I wanted to be good. And so that kind of carried over into my mission. I'm trying to think of like a specific time that I just, I remember we would go, a whole bunch of missionaries would get together and the mission president would come and and speak and different leadership missionaries would speak. And from the beginning, I... I was really trying to learn and I wanted to improve my teaching skills and my listening skills. And I wanted to be able to know how to approach people on the street and how to bring up the gospel in a, in a good natural way. And I had, so when I first got to my mission, my 
trainer, the missionary who trained me on how to be a missionary had been out for six weeks. Oh, And so we both were just like deer in the headlights. <laughs> and so we'd go out to talk to people. But the big thing was that you don't just want to bring up the gospel right away because that's not natural and people will be scared. And so I didn't know how to casually bring up a conversation from what kind of dog do you have to do you want to hear about the Book of Mormon? <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? Do you know there's dogs in this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was super hard. And so I just, I wouldn't bring up the gospel most of the time. I could have a good conversation with people, but I didn't know how to bring up the gospel. And I just beat myself up over it because I knew that's why I was there to share the gospel, but I didn't know how. And I was worried that now these people weren't going to have salvation or these people weren't going to just have so much joy in their life because I had missed the chance to bring it up. Mm. And that was a lot of pressure. I would read things in, in preach my gospel, which is just a, like a training book for missionaries that talks about how people's progress is dependent on your personal worthiness. And I came to know what that meant, but at the beginning I thought, Oh my gosh, maybe our, our people that we're teaching aren't progressing because I'm unworthy or I've done something. And that isn't true, but sometimes it felt that way. That's, really, really, um, actually, I think a common experience for many missionaries. And honestly, this can apply to moms, dads, friends, neighbors, that feeling of um, maybe it's because of me that someone else isn't hearing or accepting this message. And you said, I would beat myself up over it. Um, There was a lot of pressure to help uh, individuals hear and learn about the gospel. This is where, you know, we've done other podcasts on shame or remorse or, well, guilt or remorse or sorrow. And then the um, the opposite being shame or ego is another word that we can use for, but people don't like that word because we think that means that I'm, I think I'm cool, but really all ego is and, I'm sure I've described this before on the podcast, but it's just a false sense of who we are, right? So I beat, I would beat myself up over if someone didn't accept the gospel. Just this belief that somehow I have the power to make someone else make a decision is totally comes from that false place, from that place of if that my worth is attached to what I do instead of I'm here, I'm going to teach this message and I really hope that they'll accept it. The end. Mm-hmm. Right. But how much of your time, Cicely was spent on, I have to make sure that there, that people like what, what you didn't know how to do maybe at the beginning was ask yourself, what does it mean about me? If someone doesn't accept this message, because that's where you're going to find the fear. Yes, exactly. What does it mean about me if Mary Jo doesn't accept the gospel? What did you used to think it would mean, Cicely? I used to think I'm not a good missionary. I'm not saying all the right things. I need to study more. I need to role play more. Just I just thought there was always more I could be doing. Yeah. If they didn't yes. accept 
Yes. And the truth is, what it means about me or you, if Mary Jo doesn't accept this, is that Mary Jo didn't accept it. The end. That's it. It And you also get to get curious, like, am I keeping the rules? Am I choosing to, you know, study? But that beating up of your ourselves emotionally comes from fear. It comes from that shame-based feeling that what if I'm not good enough? What if I'm not a good missionary? What will the other missionaries think? What will my mission president think? Does that feel true for you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I see you nodding your head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a very common experience for missionaries that are out there. So what advice would you give to someone who just got their mission call or they're considering going on a mission, but they they're moving in that direction? What, what advice would you give to them? That's a really good question. I think something I would say is just because you're set apart as a full-time representative of Christ and you wear the tag, it you're not a different person. Like I thought when I got out there, I just was going to have all this patience and all this love and just be way, just way, a completely different person because I was a missionary, but I was just was still Cicely Fenton and I just was still striving to be good. And yes, you are guided by the spirit and you are thinking about Christ all day long, but it's okay to you're not transforming into a different person. So my advice would just be to give yourself grace and to validate yourself. You're going to be stressed. You're going to be under pressure, but to just love the Lord and love others and the rest will fall into place. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. And Cicely, you know, I have to push on the comment of you're going to feel stressed because stress comes from what we're thinking about our experience, right? The, the beliefs that we have about what we're doing. So that noticing that you're stressed is actually a really great thing. Stopping to ask yourself, what am I thinking that's creating this feeling of stress? Mm-hmm. And would you would you say it would it's accurate, Cicely, that so often when you were feeling stressed, it was because you were wanting to control something that you didn't actually have control over. Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. Oh, good. That's a pretty good percentage. That so that feeling <laughs> of of I want to I want to control. You know what. So, so what do you, what do you feel stressed about on a mission? Maybe that's a good place to go. Well, I remember one time I was about a year into my mission when I started talking to you, Chrissy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember just being completely exhausted and thinking, well, I can't take a break because that's not being consecrated and pe- I'm going to miss people on the street or I'm whatever. And mm-hmm. so I just would go, 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 wait until one hour of lunch and then go, 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 go. And so I just was totally worn out, like no self-care, I guess. Yeah. And so I think that's the part where I just was trying to control my time maybe, or, or if people were going to be on the street and I didn't have control of that. 
Because Cicely, if you had taken 20 to 30 minutes to say, I'm, I'm really physically exhausted. I need to sit down or rest for just a minute. What would that mean about you? What did you believe that would mean about you? If you had said, I'm, I'm not doing well. I need to rest. I think at the time I thought it meant that I was either lazy or uh, more concerned about what I needed rather than looking outward for others. Yeah. 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 And, and the truth is you were working your tail off and you were tired and you needed to rest for a minute. The end. Right. All of those beliefs, you're lazy. That, I mean, if we line that up with the facts, we're not going to find any truth to that. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. You had, you were working really hard. And sometimes our bodies will stop. Hey, 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 hold up, hold up. We're, I'm struggling. I'm tired. I need to, I need to rejuvenate. I need a drink. I need whatever. To rest for a second. So that, that belief would absolutely, if, if, that if I rest, then I'm not a good missionary, that people's salvation is on the line. I mean, someone could pass by, I could be resting. They, you know, they've lost their chance. That, that is what causes stress. Those beliefs are what cause the stress. The stress isn't actually that I need to rest. The, the belief about what, what does it mean about me if I rest is what's causing those stressful feelings. And the beauty about you, Cicely, is that you were willing and wanting to talk about it and figure that out. It was sweet to have conversations and to see you hear the truth and feel that, 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 that was a sweet experience for me. You said you're a perfectionist. Just give us a few examples of what a perfectionist looks like or sounds like for you. Oh boy. Like in, in a mission standpoint? Mission or your life, just your life. Cause we're going to talk about perfectionism for a second here. Okay. For like, as a missionary, it would be not up at 631, but you're up at 630, not in bed at 1032, but 1030. Um, studying for an hour, planning for 30 minutes, you're out right when the lunch hour ends. So just no, no grace or leeway in that way. In my life, like take college, for example, if I have an assignment, I'm going to, I'm going to like read all the work. I'm going to go into the teacher. I'm going to make the assignment perfect. I'm going to rewrite it three times and then I'm going to submit the best thing that I Mm. The best thing that I can give. So lots of work, lots of, lots of, lots of work going on there. And work is great. I'm obviously, I'm a believer of doing the work. The perfectionism is, is, it's like this push behind you, right? This constant push to not make mistakes, do it right, be the best in the class, or at least your best in the class, always. Mm-hmm. Like, but usually it's not your best, it's the best, you know, trying to, do that. Perfectionism is actually just fear. Anyone 
who is a, says I'm a perfectionist. And those of us who didn't even know we were perfectionists in like someone said to me once, do you think you're a perfectionist? I was like, no. And then I found all this evidence in, in different ways, not the way you describe perfectionism, but where I procrastinate getting things done that are important to me. That's often a sign of perfectionism. Um, avoiding different things, um, because you're not sure how to respond to something. That's often a sign of perfectionism. There's a lot of different ways that perfectionism shows up, but underneath perfectionism is always just fear. So when someone says I'm a perfectionist, really what they're saying is I have fear. I'm afraid. Are you, do you know what's that, what, what that fear is underneath there? Like, do you have language for that? Do I have language for the fear that I felt? Yeah. Like what, what's, what's pushing you? Like if, if you weren't out at 1030, if you weren't in bed at 1030 and out up at 630 and like, if you were a few minutes before or after that, what would that, what were you afraid of? Well, in the mission, they say like obedience, something like obedience brings blessings, but exact obedience brings miracles. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was afraid of, of not, not seeing the miracles or not finding people to teach. And if I wasn't like doing everything on my part to be exactly obedient, then I wasn't going to have a successful mission or, you know, I was going to let the Lord down or something along yeah. those lines. Yeah. So uh- that's really beautiful that obedience and exact obedience and what we often don't teach when we share those kinds of messages is our motive for being obedient so if i'm trying to be exactly obedient out of fear i'm going to have anxiety i'll probably deal with some depression because i wasn't exactly obedient you know yesterday and now everybody's suffering because of that but when we don't talk about motive, then it can get really messy sometimes. So obedience is a beautiful thing. And aligning ourselves with God and God's will is really beautiful. Obedience, because I'm afraid of an outcome. I'm afraid that I'm not going to be seen as good or one or better, or that I'm not going to receive some end goal generally will just bring about anxiety and pain in our life. It it doesn't bring peace and hope. It brings anxiety. It is a huge source of anxiety. If I, if when I'm being obedient because I'm afraid, anxiety is the outcome. Did you see that? Did you feel that? See it in yourself, see it in others? Yes. Totally. I, especially I would, there would be exchanges with other sisters. So I'd leave my companion for a day and go with a different sister. We'd swap. Yeah. And it was, yes, just complete anxiety for me because I was supposed to be the example and teach them how to all these different skills that I had learned at different meetings. And I knew they were watching my every move. And so I just, Yes, I felt like it kind of took the fun out of missionary work sometimes yeah. when I was trying to be very obedient. And yeah, I, I do. I was anxious and worried that I was going to 
right for them or yeah yes yes that's what that is what shame does to us a shame or fear so shame is just fear that's all it is and and that fear that somehow i'm not going to do this right or i'm not going to be the best leader or whatever that is it it affects our every experience that we have so the reframe of that you know if you could go back and go on exchanges with those sisters that you loved and cared about it would be it, the reminder would always be what's my motive for being here why am i on a mission i am not on a mission to save sister so and so i'm here to serve god to learn, grow, and progress, and hopefully bring others unto Christ. But so much of the focus when we, when we're living in fear is what are they going to think? Are they okay? Do they think this is good or bad? Or we, we lose our focus, which causes anxiety. And frankly, it's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure as well to, it, to carry all of those thoughts and feelings and expectations of all the people. Yes. Heavy. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh, good. Okay. So there's a lot to look at, but going on a mission, if that, that preparation, I, I love, I wish that our listeners could see your face and see you speak about the truth and the beauty of choosing to go serve the Lord. And also, I'm so appreciative of your honesty and your willingness to talk about the things that are hard that usually aren't discussed in missionary talks or even sometimes in those big emails that are sent home. You know, you get a lot of the good and just every now and then a little bit of the not so good. I remember when they changed, um, I had a son that was serving when they changed, you could call home weekly if you wanted to or video chat and there were a few times where there were some really good tears rolling down my cute missionary's face because there's a lot of different emotions that a missionary has and the ability to be able to talk about it and not you know hey just be tough like you got this this is well I yeah I got it and I'm sad or I'm scared or I'm you know whatever is there. Hopefully, hopefully missionaries, I'm hoping as they listen to this podcast, really, it's probably their parents and hopefully their parents will share the podcast with someone who's going on a mission, but I hope they'll understand there's a lot, there's a lot to do on a mission. And one of them is to feel, one of them is to be honest about their emotions, to be, to be, get honest and curious about their motives for what they're doing what they're thinking, always remembering that their thoughts are creating their feelings and their feelings create their behavior. Okay. What else do you have to add, Cicely, to that or any other topic? I could talk about 39 different topics with you. No, no I think that the game changer for me was meeting with you was huge for me. Oh. And then just understanding Christ's atonement, I feel like his grace for me, giving myself grace and understanding that he's the one who carries everything. He's the one that makes the difference for us. And we're just there to try our best. And sometimes our best 
one day is like a hundred percent. And sometimes our best and other days 60, like that's all we can give. And it doesn't matter. Either day is our best day. If we're, if it's our best, you know? And so I just, I would not be afraid to ask for help. If you need help, it's so good. A mission is amazing and just Christ could change you on your mission and make you new. And it's okay to ask for help if you can't do it alone. In so. every way. I, we, we ask for help like, hey, at the grocery store, like, hey, I don't see the bananas. Can someone show me where the bananas are? You know, just being willing, whether it's emotional help, physical help, spiritual help. There's so many ways. We are humans. We're learning, we're growing, we're progressing. Okay, I want to know, Cicely, before we end today, I want to know what you learned on your mission, That you're, whether it's something that you and I discussed or just something that you learned many other ways. What did you learn that's helping you in your life today? You're at, you're at college. In fact, before we jumped on this call, I was like, how are you doing? Oh, so good. I'm in school. I'm dating. I'm with my sister and friends. I'm showing goats showing goats muscles. Now I didn't get the whole part of that. <laughs> anyway, tell me, what did you learn on your mission that you're using today every day in your life? And then second of all, I, I like to invite those who are listening to do the work. That's the whole point of the podcast. So what have we discussed today that someone could work on this week to help them become more emotionally aware or find more peace in their life? Do those questions make sense? Yes. And okay. I have you repeat them. Okay. So the first one is what did I learn on my mission that well, I'm using today, right? Yeah, just one one thing. What 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 did you learn there that you apply today in your life? Okay. The spiritual side, daily scripture study, that sets my day up for success when I involve the Lord and take time to just be with him and talk with him and hear him. That has changed my life. So I do that. Great. But from from like a emotional standpoint, yeah. I I learned how to communicate my feelings. Normally I just say, "Oh, I'm fine" or "It's no big deal" and I just kind of get over things. But you really helped me to address how I'm feeling and when I don't feel connected to somebody or or maybe I'm not open to connect kind of recognizing my feelings and then being able to talk about them. And so maybe that's how I would answer the second question for people listening to either meet with Christy or really just be self-aware and mindful of what you're feeling and then have the courage to be open to connect or be open to ask for help. Does that answer the second question? Absolutely. It does. The, the humility, it's very vulnerable to acknowledge and communicate feelings, to be able to say, Hey, can we talk about this? Or this is, this feels frustrating to me, or I, I need something from this relationship or this experience. The humility to ask and to acknowledge, just to acknowledge. So often we are not aware even of what we're thinking. So pay attention to what you're feeling, which will then sometimes expose what you're thinking. Does that 
connect with what you were saying? Yeah. Yes, exactly. You said it beautifully. Cicely, thank you. Thank you so much for being willing to be on the podcast today. I hope this isn't the only time you are in a, a, a space and time in life where there are lots of things that we could talk about. And that's the whole point of the podcast is to talk about real life experiences and, and different tools and practices that we can use to um, have more peace and joy and connection in our life. So thank you so much for joining me today, Cicely. There will be many choices that we can make in our day and in our week. I hope you'll choose to do the work. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, share a written experience or ask me a question, go to coachchristy.life and fill out the podcast questionnaire and we'll be in touch with you soon. There are no dumb questions or experiences, just opportunities to learn and do the work. Have a great week.